One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As you carve through another platoon of cybernetically enhanced super soldiers like butter, you stop to take a look at your character's health. By the looks of it, you got through by the skin of your teeth, only 1 HP left. And you also had 1 HP for those last couple minutes. What a total genius badass you must be. This might come as a little bit of a surprise, but sometimes it's not just your sick gaming skills that saw you through that latest gauntlet. Put your pride on standby because you've been helped this whole time by your best friend, the game designer. There are a number of subtle techniques game designers use to give you the illusion that you're this unstoppable force of nature, when in reality you've had a secret set of metaphorical bike stabilizers on the whole time. So here are just a few of the super secret ways video games make you feel like a total badass. Because as much as you might have gotten good over the years, the developers had to let you first. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 secret ways video games make you feel like a badass. Number 10, Input Buffering giving you the benefit of the doubt. If you've played any prominent fighting game, you might have heard the term input buffering. Input buffering is effectively when you queue up another input before the previous one has registered. In Street Fighter 4, for example, if you want to punch, then immediately dragon punch, you could input the dragon punch command before Ryu's first animation has finished, and he will automatically dragon punch immediately after. It sounds super simple, but it makes all the difference. Think of it like inputting moves faster than the game feels like it can play them, but the whole thing syncs up anyway. In a ton of games though, this kind of rapid input can sometimes lead to sloppy execution. Fear not though, because many very kind developers make up for this by allowing close enough inputs to queue up as valid buffered inputs instead. So even if you don't pull off the exact motion you wanted to, the game will say look, hey at least you tried, awarding you with a buffered queued up attack anyway. You know what all this means? You can never blame your controller again because it was you all along. Number 9. AI Companions Take the Heat Off You If there's one thing Terminators hate more than flashbags, it's other good Terminators. Let's call them Protectinators getting in the way. The same is true for a lot of companion and enemy AI. In a lot of instances, the enemies will simply prioritize attacking your AI companion over you. It might sound annoying and we've all got instances of AI companions not doing what we want, but what if all of that was intentional? Ever been in a big team fight with nothing but your dumb as hell AI companion to help? Screaming, just help me! Kill something, do something, be useful! Only to realize, actually, they're working pretty damn well as a distraction. 
Sometimes this is because they are designed to take the majority of the aggro, and particularly if you're on low health or resources, the enemies will suddenly decide not to bother murdering you, opting for your friend instead. This can be seen quite openly in Borderlands 3 with the Beastmaster, Flak. As you level them up, you can choose how much your pet redirects attention by putting points into their aggro stats, which is a refreshing way to display slash manage a secret trait that most companion AI hides in other games. So next time when you see them so up all that damage, it's actually for your own good. Number 8. When RNG isn't so random. Random number generation, which is in itself a bit of a false term, has gotten one hell of a bad reputation over the years, thanks to its use in more malignant facets of our favourite hobby. Notably, it's in things like loot boxes. RNG stands for random number generation, and it's at the core of all sorts of randomly doled out rewards. The term can readily be applied to most variables that exist within a set limit. If you've got a dice and you throw it, the outcome can be from 1 to 6, but is mostly randomised within that limit. This is how variables tend to work in a typical RNG game scenario. For example, landing an attack in a JRPG, or if a pal Rappi is going to drop that goddamn Ajito attack in Fantasy Star Online. But as game systems get more complex, they get more circumstantial. Your chances tend to increase significantly as the odds start to stack against you. How often have you been playing a game like Pokemon and you need a critical attack to win the fight against a particular gym leader, only for that to be the exact thing that comes out? Turns out that one of the most genius features of RNG is actually changing the random numbers within the random number generating system. Number 7. The Secrets of Collision Meshes Okay, so this one is very, very specific, and I can give you an example of a single circumstance. But still, it is super novel and it's very, very interesting, I promise. So, collision meshes are what determine what can collide with what in a game, and they're usually a much more simpler shape slash size when compared to the art slash visible model that you see on screen. When a character punches another character, two completely invisible collision meshes have registered a collision inside the model that you see totally independent of the actual punching action on screen. I hope this makes sense. According to friend of the site and game developer Tommy Miller, he was once talking to a colleague who told him about a famous franchise involving a lot of aerial dogfights. It turned out that when locking onto an enemy craft, the enemy's collision mesh would gradually increase in size with time, effectively making it easier to hit. This meant that as long as you were chasing or firing at that foe, you got an increasingly higher chance of actually hitting. The same thing was true of the player ship too, but in reverse. The more enemies that were chasing, chasing you, the smaller your collision mesh slash hitbox would gradually become, to make it seem like you were this super effective evasive G. Point being that even the stuff you're seeing on screen isn't always what's being effective. Number 6. Pick a priority and auto grab This one probably seems like common sense and a basic quality of life feature by this point to most gamers, but it's not universal yet and every time it's not done right, it always sticks out. Games that feature a manual item pickup system, normally by navigating your cursor or crosshairs over the item and pressing a button, often cause a great deal of frustration to gamers. Especially when the action's heating up and you're just trying to pick up one specific type of ammo, yet the game insists on picking everything else up instead. That is why some games have a hierarchy system implemented for item pickups. Normally, health slash lives are optimal priority, then ammunition slash weaponry, then junk slash sellable items or collectibles. This way, if there's a ton of items stacked on top of each other, you don't have to swear loudly as you accidentally pick up seven more frying pans rather than the bullets that you sorely needed. In addition, some games grant a bit of leeway in positioning, in that you won't have to look directly at the item for it to register as the thing you want to pick up. 
I know this stuff sounds super simple, but oh god, it's so important. Number 5. Animation telegraphing ramped up to 11. The startup phase of a game's animation is incredibly important on an enemy, far less so on a player character. This all relates to how the player is going to know what the enemy is about to do so that they can react accordingly. If the enemy just fired off his Heart Mutilator Laser 5000 on frame number 1, killing you instantly, you would feel pretty agitated. However, some games have variable startup slash telegraphing times for certain attacks. Usually attacks that are problematic or particularly dangerous to the player so that you can learn them more effectively. What does this mean in game? Well, if a boss has a move, let's call it quite considerable kick, which connects or beats you up a lot, many games will simply slow down the otherwise identical wind-up animation first time round so that you can register the motion, learn the effective counter and react accordingly. From there, the game might return to its original animation timings to test your skills going forward, but in a way that doesn't see you unnecessarily killed multiple times beforehand. Number 4. Off-Screen Goon Syndrome Hey boss, yelps the suited goon, why can't we all just jump the hero at the same time? I mean look, he can't beat us all at once. No, replies the boss, you must all attack the hero one at a time, whilst encircling them and saying one of three taunts repeatedly. Turns out though, game enemies are purposefully designed like this. Of course, it gives the player a chance, because nobody wants to be wailed on by 20 identical henchmen simultaneously, unless their name is Jules Gill. However, did you notice that enemies in contemporary games rarely attack when they're off screen? In fact, many games disable aggressive AI routines altogether when the characters are off screen, meaning they literally can't harm you if you're not looking at them. Games that don't restrict off-screen enemy AI normally lead to a number of cheap and or unfair deaths, and anyone who's played Ninja Gaiden 3 can tell you that there is no joy in defeating a room of enemies only to be shot by a rocket launcher from off-screen. Number 3. Path Correction and Magnetic Floors so we talked a little bit about collision meshes before, but this topic is more to do with navigating the environment. The special little graces that players are awarded in order to have a smoother experience. For example, have you ever played a platformer where you jump just a tiny bit too high or overshoot a ledge a tiny bit and yet you still landed fine? Or maybe you're trying to dash through a tiny hole in the wall you've aimed a little bit off, but the game lets you through anyway, correcting your movement path by nudging your character a little bit in one direction instead of snagging you on the wall and dropping you to your doom. A good way to illustrate this is Overwatch's Tracer. She can teleport short distances, but if you teleport her diagonally towards a wall, she'll quote unquote slide along it and then continue forward a little instead of stopping dead. This is one of the most useful and yet subtle boosts that players will get when navigating an environment in a way that feels as smooth as possible. Number 2. A Secret Low HP Buff the fight has raged on longer than you expected it would. You're exhausted, down to your last health point. Coming out of this alive seems impossible, especially since the enemy accuracy seems to have been so perfect until now. You dive out of cover, blast your foes to oblivion and get back on your feet. How the hell did you manage that? Well, you kinda didn't really only have 1 HP. Most video games in the modern era have some form of hidden low health invisible reserve, which basically means that when you have super low health, you probably have much more than you assumed or than what the bar or counter shows. One game series famous for this is Bioshock, which gave the player, and I quote, about one third of their health at the 10 HP mark, giving the player a last gasp incentive to fight through to the end despite being in a better state than they actually thought. Now, I'm not saying that you play better when you're at low health, but I am saying not to let your heart palpitate quite so much. And number one, Coyote Time. 
Popularized by Wild E. Coyote, the starving canine doomed to spend purgatory trying to murder the Roadrunner for sustenance, Coyote Time refers to the split second of grace time given to a player so that they can actually jump, even if there's no ground beneath them. So ubiquitous is Coyote Time now that it feels unbelievably punishing to play a platformer without it. For example, when a player leaves a platform, that brief window to press jump can be anywhere between a frame and half a second. But if it doesn't exist at all, even seasoned gamers presume the game to be cheating them in some way. In the speedrunning community, Coyote Time is such a vital tool that the record holder for Super Mario Bros. Cosmic brought his warpless record for a full game completion under 19 minutes by abusing Coyote Time for longer jumps, shaving off a ton of vital frames. Though there are far more obvious or huge ways that games can make you feel like a gaming god, Coyote Time is absolutely one of the most prevalent and downright staple additions of modern gaming. Therefore, it deserves a number one spot because it always means that Crash will not fall into that spiked pit. At least in theory. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.